This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. To those listening, welcome. As we explore wonders and mysteries and journey into the realm of unknown. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of The Realm of Unknown, a paranormal podcast that talks about all sorts of weird, spooky stuff. I am your host, Shane, and welcome to any new listeners, and welcome back to anyone who tunes in weekly for this show and all the odd and discombobulated topics that we go through. Uh, Welcome to a new installment, and welcome to... At the time of recording this uh, and it being uploaded, it is now September. I'm recording this towards the tail end of August, but this should be being released on, I believe, September 3rd, so Labor Day weekend. Welcome. Hello, everybody. I hope you're having a great kind of tail end of summer as we kind of peter off into fall and spooky season and all sorts of good stuff out there. That, you know, autumn tends to bring, especially for all of us who enjoy ghosts and spooks and just a fun time with the more, I guess, somberness that fall brings before the whole seasonal depression of winter. But yeah, so today is a bit of a free-flowy type episode. It is the transitional starting point episode for this month's themed main uploads and bear with me i know it's confusing uh but for anyone who is new uh we do do sometimes a theme of episodes for particular months uh in the past we've done it for off the top of my head we've done it for cryptids recently i believe back in may or june i could be wrong (laughs) it it kind of all blends together but I've done, like, haunted uh, roads before, I've done colleges, but we did cryptids recently for PA. And today uh, marks the transitional episode into the theme that I have been hinting at for about a month and a half now, and that is conspiracy theories. Because we really haven't done a whole lot of them here. We've done a few kind of urban legendy type stuff, we've done a few mysteries and unsolved things but we've never really delved into conspiracy theories or just conspiracies overall because i do kind of want to lean a bit more into not i was gonna say the the more true ones but i i have to watch my words because i don't know how to properly describe them i would i would say probably the the more detailed factual <laughs> versions um because there is there is a difference between a conspiracy and a conspiracy theory which the latter tends to kind of expand into its own zeitgeist and connects to all sorts of other ones within the same atmosphere uh so it's, it's definitely a headache and a half to try to cycle through 
and kind of get a grasp on. Uh, but before we do get into the episode, I, I do want to do a few community shout-outs uh, because I have been getting a lot of, not a lot, but more feedback and more uh, outreach from people who listen to the show. And I just want to say thank you for the support and reaching out and all that sort of good stuff. Clarifying a few things, too, because I like engaging with viewers as best as I can. Um, uh, however, it is difficult to do so in some circumstances. First off, I do want to say uh, thank you to whomever, uh, I don't want to say your names, I won't say names, who reached out to me on Instagram to say that they, they do enjoy listening to the show uh, and they like listening to it while at work. I want to apologize that it took so long to actually respond back to you. Uh, it went to the... Not the spam folder on Instagram, but like the you need to approve this message before it goes to your inbox folder. Uh, so that is why it took like a week and a half or two weeks to actually <laughs> have me respond. So I, I do apologize for that. But again, thank you so much. And I do want to give a huge shout to the uh, more, most recent five-star review that we got over on uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, which... Really, it means a lot to have a five-star. Um, it really does go a long way to help with the algorithm. So thank you for actually <laughs> hopefully getting to an end of an episode in which I do shill this out being like, hey, please leave a five-star review, even if it has critiques. Um, I, I do apologize halfway, kind of, in relation to, uh, I guess, in one episode I called out Christians, although I think it was Catholics more specifically, in being negative, uh, from what I can recall, I wasn't too specifically negative to it. And trust me, I could definitely be more so. My personal view on religion uh, as an idea and as a kind of belief system itself doesn't really matter. I really honestly don't give a shit either way about the belief system itself. It's more so the people and individuals and the general structure that is formed around those religions and the kinds of institutes that are formed in relation to them that I generally have an issue with. And I believe at the time of that episode being released, there was a lot of craziness going on in relation to Christian nationals, quote-unquote, uh, and the spur of insanity that is occurring within the United States and how people are pushing their religion onto other individuals and into our government, even though it should not be. And there is no way, shape, or form that says that Catholicism should be the law of the land. So I do want to say thank you again for the review, and I apologize if that upset you in any way, shape, or form, but my views on Christianity and religion being pushed onto people has not changed at all. Uh, so I do apologize. And then lastly, uh, Scruggs. I know. <laughs> Call the name out, but uh, no one at all will ever know who this name is because it's through a system that only I can see. Respectfully, in response to your answer to a question that I listed, uh, no. So, sorry. But no, I, I won't do that. Sorry, <laughs> whatever, my show. Uh, but I guess, sorry again, I don't know why, but you, I guess you did like it, but whatever. <laughs> People are probably going to be so confused by that, uh, but whatever. It, it was a response to a community question that I posted 
that you can respond to on Spotify and Anchor if you wish to, because there are questions that are attached to each episode if you listen to it over on those two platforms, because Anchor is owned by Spotify now. But yeah, so uh, those are just all the big major shoutouts I want to give that had interactions in the past like week or so. Again, thank you so much for having engagements. I do greatly appreciate it, especially as I get more vocal with myself and um, just kind of accepting that I should just speak my mind on matters rather than being more tiptoey on things because ultimately like, I don't have any negative outlooks on people or groups or whatever. Everyone's on a baseline zero for me, honestly. Uh, if I know you or if I don't know you, like you all start out as zeros and whether or not you know, you're either a chill or a nice person, you bump up. Or if you're not and you're the opposite, you bump down. Like it's literally as simple as that. Like I, I just put everyone at a zero as being just baseline nothing, in my opinion, and then it fluctuates from there. So that's how my mind works. It's confusing, it's bizarre to explain, but that's just how I am. And <laughs> I guess that kind of leads a bit into how I kind of want to structure and why ultimately this episode is a transitional episode and not an actual topic episode in relation to conspiracy theories. Um, how I kind of want to handle doing conspiracy theories this month, because as I'm sure most of you know, and as I'm sure most of you who are into this community and into listening to podcasts like this or being a part of this podcast realm, know that conspiracy theories are primarily now an internet thing and that the internet itself is ultimately just a cesspool of nonsense, really. Like, it's just anonymous nonsense. So sift sifting, ugh, sifting through all that is going to be an absolute chore and a half um, in relation to kind of delving into some of the details of these theories. And I do want to do ones that are, you know, ultimately either A, different uh, than the more, I guess, traditional name brand conspiracies. And we will run through with some of them uh, as we do this upload. Or in some way, shape or form, look at them in a different light or present them in a different manner that you may or may not have heard before. Uh, that's kind of how I want to handle it. That's kind of how I want to go into it because it's it's ultimately how I feel most comfortable doing it and how I feel like it should be done. Looking at it purely objectively uh, from an outside standpoint, just simply looking at the facts of what is occurring and not looking at it as a theory or as a sort of thought system uh, that you're a part of because I think there are two ways of looking at conspiracy theories and one way is either you're a part of it and it becomes a muddy mess very quickly uh, because it's just typically how theories kind of are when you are yourself not a part of them but are theorizing about said events or you're looking at it at a purely negative light and ultimately I do think that a lot of conspiracy theories are A, caused by people who, or I should say created by people who ultimately don't have the best interest for others in their minds when they come across it, or either created or are a part of the theory uh, 
part of pushing the theory, um, who they themselves are either affected in some way, shape, or form, so where this now feels personal, or they themselves are, let's be honest, probably not the brightest. And I don't mean this in the sense of, you know, mental illness or, you know, mental intelligence of whatever, because that's probably a a culprit, but I'm not going to say that everyone who believes in conspiracy theories is mentally ill, because I don't think that's true. I more so attribute it to essentially common sense, um, which I know is like, oh, what the heck? But in the way that people who like really, really, really get into these sorts of things, who really get into a specific messaging and a specific way of thinking and a specific way of looking at information, so much so that their whole perspective on the matter is warped and it's kind of filtered in a way so that anything and everything can somehow function into this theory can somehow function and support their belief and that's the thing that i think is the most shocking because a lot of people in the u.s believe this stuff um and i'm sure across the world uh believe in other stuff too but i don't think that most of these people are able to even just discern it very well because a they've been in it too long and b they've probably like i said probably don't have the best common sense and whatever may be the reason as to why they don't have the best common sense whether it's like obviously mental illness comes at the top but like maybe something's happening maybe they're at a low point maybe they are hearing it from someone who they ultimately are close to or it's a family member it's a relationship it's someone that they trust i'm sure most of the people who get into this stuff is because someone that they trust pushed them into it or very slowly indoctrinated them into the belief by very bit by bit introducing them to aspects of the sort of community of thought that ultimately drove them into it, uh, which I think a lot of people have been seeing, unfortunately, in the past few years, um, because and I'm sure if you follow me on Twitter, you are very well aware that I am becoming more and more vocal about calling people out on shit specifically like MAGA people uh and you know nothing wrong with believing what you believe but my biggest gripe is just the hypocrisy of it all and the lack of being able to see a broader picture of things because let's be honest a lot of people who believe in political theories and such and such they're not critically thinking about anything really like the most the most of the people involved are not the ones who are actually sitting down and quote unquote doing their own research they're looking at memes they're looking at internet posts they're looking at retweets from captions that are screenshotted from you know telegraph that are then reposted onto twitter then they get memed into a post on facebook And then they keep talking to people who share the same stuff. They're in a group of like a hundred people who all believe the same stuff. 
So ultimately, their political views and their political stance on things just gets warped and, you know, keyholed into this specific tunnel vision uh, that doesn't allow for critical thought, that doesn't allow for presentation of facts or situations that are from both sides uh, or looking at both sides critically and, uh, you know, holding both sides accountable is what I ultimately would like politics to be. Uh, That's how I think most politics should be, uh, because that's how they are meant to be. But unfortunately, uh, here in the U.S., both sides are not really that great at doing it. And uh, the public doesn't really care. Uh, They just care about their side, because that's how politics are. But I'm not going to get into, you know, QAnon stuff. i would never be able to cover QAnon as a conspiracy. But overall, uh, some of the big main conspiracies out there, uh, and a few of them that we might touch on in the coming weeks, are ones that you probably have heard of before that ultimately do fall into a set number of categories that we are going to kind of talk about today. And hence, again, I keep reiterating this, Uh, why we're doing a kind of transitional episode because conspiracy theories is it's a lot of things um it's a very broad topic that can kind of be a lot of different things that ultimately it's it's really weird to explain (laughs) but overall uh conspiracy theories are not you know, a a false thing that's being sent around. Um, Ultimately, at the end of the day, they are just what they are. They're theories. They're a collection of people speculating on events or individuals or groups or ideas or items or whatever they are uh, that kind of goes into a lot of weird psychological conditions and kind of group pattern think that the internet unfortunately has expedited and has allowed to grow very very uh exponentially across the years due to the accessibility of things the you know anonymousness of it all there there's another word i just can't pronounce it anonymity of it all i just couldn't think of it and just the the ease of access, really. Uh, everyone's able to get, you know, onto social media for the most part. Uh, if you want to get into deeper stuff, you have those options out there. I mean, back in the day, Reddit was pretty much the cesspool, but now it's become, you know, 4chan, which 4chan somehow has gotten somewhat better. So then it became even worse by going over to 8chan. Uh, and then there's like deep web, dark web shit that's going on. And it's just, there's a lot of unfortunate avenues where people who, that believe this stuff and people who push this stuff, um, can go to, to kind of congregate and bounce ideas and bounce thoughts and bounce stuff back and forth and just kind of amplify each other's voices until theories, unfortunately grow a lot bigger than they originally probably would have ever been before but ultimately i think and and in some cases uh the scientific community has kind of come to this census in more recent years as well that at the core of everything at the core of all conspiracy theories and at the core of all these beliefs about 
you know, something greater than themselves or greater than the common man ultimately stems from a sort of core human species trend slash, I guess, adaptation is technically the right word, but it's kind of a negative thing of just anxiety. Like, I honestly think that most of this stuff comes from people's anxieties about, you know, groups that are bigger than them. So like government agencies, governments, countries, what have you, different individuals, different groups, different peoples, different religions. So people's anxieties about others. Like I know xenophobia and stuff is probably the technical term for what the practice is, but I think a lot of that bias comes from people just being scared of things that are different and things that are ultimately different than themselves. And I'm not defending that by saying that, hey, this is an excuse. I'm not, but I think that that is ultimately the root of these uh sort of actions and these sort of beliefs is a core human anxiety of not being able to kind of handle stuff outside of your immediate bubble is is kind of the main thing I I think I'm trying to push uh, and kind of say here. And obviously I'm not an expert in this at all. I'm just coming to this conclusion as someone who I'm not a conspiracy theorist. (laughs) I just want to, Uh, say that outright but i i do like to ingrain myself a bit into this culture and into this kind of zeitgeist because it's it's interesting to me to kind of it's ultimately like a what if type thing for me i don't really believe any of this stuff but i find it fascinating and i find that the practice of someone being able to get to this point very fascinating and obviously, too, like, I, I would say it's safe to say that having some level of caution in relation to larger groups than yourself probably is safe in relation to specifically uh, organizations, uh, companies, like major companies, and uh, forms of government. I, I would say it's i'm not saying don't believe it but i'm saying have a healthy level of skepticism in relation to things that are told because that's how i kind of handle it um ultimately i again i don't believe in theories but at the same time i'm not gonna just openly accept what everything is said to me because you know i mean it's it's kind of tough to just believe everything at face value Uh, i'm not going to sit here for you know hours of my day trying to find the quote-unquote truth from random hundred follower accounts on twitter or whatever but you know i mean if things are being pushed out there if like a bill is being passed or whatever and they're like oh it's so great it's whatever and you kind of look into the core of that bill or who's actually supporting it and who's coming to support those individuals so who's backing them the lobbies behind them all that sort of stuff i think that type of skepticism is good uh it's why i also push very heavily uh in my last job whenever political stuff was brought up and i was always 
you know, given the, the, the counter comeback of like, oh, you, you don't believe anything. Like, you're always so skeptical of things. Like, why can't you just believe this? I'm like, because, you know, I'm not involved with it. I'm, I'm a third-party person being told third-party information about two different parties that are doing their own thing. And I just happen to be down the line of who gets affected by it. And you guys are choosing to believe it because you're being, you know, presented social media posts. And I'm sitting here questioning whether or not those social media posts are legitimate or not. Um, it's, a, it's the same thing as to kind of kind of in relation to the whole skepticism thing, because I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to defend it somewhat uh, in my mind, because I'm probably not uh, articulating it super well. But a good example, I should say, is articles and surveys, essentially. Um, let's say, say there is a new article out there that has research about the health benefits of coffee, like a specific type of coffee bean or whatever. Or no, let's, let's reverse that. Let's say an article comes out about the negative effects of coffee. I mean, you read the article, you get through it all, you see the, the facts, you see the information, you're like, oh, wow, yeah, coffee's, coffee's really not good for you. Like, this is really bad. I'm going to stop having coffee. You, stop, you start telling all your friends and stuff to stop liking coffee. You make this, like, this whole thing. You believe it or whatever. But then you don't go past said article, like the surface level of things. You don't look into who wrote the article, who's posting it, who is actually supporting the information that's being presented. If you look into it, perhaps you find out that it's, hey, for example, a huge manufacturer of teas who is, you know, supporting and backing the research into why you should stop drinking coffee. Because ultimately, even if a few people just believe it, it's going to benefit their bottom line. It's not going to actually, you know, care or whatever as to what the information is because the tea companies are backing the information that coffee is bad and therefore they get a boost from it. Are you looking into who's actually being, you know, questioned or researched as uh, in relation to the demographics of the chart? Because a lot of times you see people, and you see this a lot with political stuff, uh, and specifically news outlets that are leaning in one way shape or form and they're like oh well, we polled our viewers and like 70 percent of americans believe this or you know half half of the country believes this and you find out that they're only polling their viewers and then you realize what what's their demographic of viewers oh well their viewers primarily are this particular you know leaning and political backing and oh hey most of their viewers are this specific age group and live in this specific area of the country. And, oh, hey, actually, they only have about 2,000 participants or 200 participants or some, like, really small number that is then being, I guess, statistically calculated and sized up to then encompass the, you know, 300-whatever-million people in our country you got to look at, you know, the broader side of things. And I think that though that example is a very like minute version of what I think people should ultimately be doing in relation to, you know, theories or, or things that are just presented to them. Ultimately, this is literally what 
and I know I said I want to talk about it, uh, but this is literally what QAnon people tell you to do, but ultimately they only want you to look at the information that they give you. So they always say, it's always like this big thing for them to be like, you know, do your own research. That's like their, one of their many mottos is do your own research. Don't trust the media, do your own research. And I get, I get that. I get the core messaging of that. But you have to then put into context that the quote-unquote research that they are wanting you to look into is additional QAnon research. They want you to look at the QAnon communities. They want you to go into the groups that share the same posts. They want you to go onto the social media networks that are primarily populated by their groups. That's what they want you to look into. That's the information that they quote-unquote want you to research and then just regurgitate the same stuff. And you're like, oh, yeah, well, a lot of people came to that conclusion. A lot of people have this whatever nonsense. And that's not a good practice. I, I Again, I will give credit into the fact that I do like the core messaging of do your own research because it ultimately plays back into what I believe that have your own critical thinking, have your own common sense, ultimately look at multiple sources, look at multiple outlets, look at multiple different avenues and ways of looking at things and come to your own conclusion based off of your thoughts, your experiences, and your opinions. Because yes, there are instances in which that really ultimately does not matter because there are hard given facts out there. But for instances in which it could be affected, having that sort of diverse outlook on things is going to give you the most well-rounded and most solid argument because you're seeing a grander picture of things. You're not honing in on something. You're not sitting down and theorizing about one specific aspect of things and then diving down the rabbit hole of theories. You're giving yourself a broader picture. And that is essentially the opposite of what conspiracy theories are because you're not seeing the, the, the wider picture. You think you kind of are, and in some cases you might be, but in the vast majority of things, you're seeing it through the lens of the theory itself. And the theory itself can be very diverse, but ultimately it's still under that umbrella. It's going to still have that core messaging behind it. And it's going to have that you know, limitation as to what is brought into it. And you see that in a variety of conspiracies out there. Some very major examples would be, you know, the New World Order, you know, assassinations such as like the JFK assassination has a lot of weird theories in relation to it. Um, unfortunately, there are a bunch of medical theories out there. Obviously, the shit that came out of uh, covid um, fluorination here in the U.S., vaccinations here in the U.S. and across the world because people are insane. <sighs> Deep state stuff, uh, you know, pretty much any Democratic president, but then also every Republican president. And then it, it's it's really a lot of nonsense back and forth of like, if someone wrongs you, then therefore they're now a part of the theory. But then if they don't wrong you, they're also part of the theory as the good guys. Like, it's just a lot of weird shit. But then there's stuff out there that ultimately 
were conspiracy theories uh, that either A, stem from a real-life event that genuinely does have some grounding to it uh, and has just been blown out of proportion because of the years of people being able to theorize about things, or they're theories that ultimately became just conspiracies. I mean, I know... Uh, a huge example uh, that people often talk about in relation to like, hey, government conspiracies have some ground because look at the shit we've done in the past. And the biggest example of that, of weird kind of goings on with the government and weird behind the scenes stuff and kind of espionage type stuff that is being done to our own citizens is, you know, MK Ultra. MK Ultra is... And, it, and the thing is too, the... I could do a whole series on this. MK Ultra goes back way further than just MK Ultra. I mean, it it literally became MK Ultra after like a position change of a few people who then gave it like unrestricted access in the CIA. But it started, and this is like known stuff because not everything of it is known because we we know that they literally destroyed thousands upon thousands of documents like they gave the order to just burn and destroy everything um we only got like a very small portion of it uh that we could before like the hearings of of shit i think back in like the 70s or whatever but like mk ultra started as like mk naomi and then uh there was like mk artichoke or project artichoke or whatever which was before that like it it's pretty much everything from like the end of world war ii into like the 70s and 80s like literal decades of projects and changing hands and just weird nonsense that the government was doing and that's a known fact we don't know everything about it and i think the idea that we don't know everything about it is the reason why there are conspiracies about it. But we do know that it, it existed. We do know, and we have an idea of what they did, and we do have an idea of who was all involved. So, like, it's not technically a conspiracy theory up until a certain point, because after what we know then becomes the theory. <laughs> um, and, and again, I, I keep reiterating this. This is a transitional episode, because getting all this nonsense, getting all this kind of vague garbledy gook and just rambling that i'm having out there to kind of just dump everything and this is all free flow i'm not reading a script or anything uh, as you could probably tell because it's completely disconnected uh disconnected from everything uh is why i wanted to make it its own standalone episode because i don't want to put this before you know a topic episode and like have 30 minutes of explanation before like an hour long thing uh or a 50 minute thing or however long they end up being and it's also the viewpoint of how I'm explaining things and kind of just off the cusp of, you know, my brain or whatever uh, in relation to theories and government stuff and all this nonsense. It, it ultimately doesn't really play a role into some of the theories that I'm going to be looking into because they're not as grand. They're not as, you know, world shaping as like the New World Order or the Illuminati, which are technically the same thing, but they're not because they're different groups and different factions. Again, it's confusing. It's nonsense. Or, you know, it's not as big as like, you know, alien conspiracy cover ups or, you know, the flat earth, God forbid. 
or the various versions of the flat earth because there's different versions of it. Because again, like the bigger, grander conspiracies are so like, it's really weird to describe. It's they're so highly contested within their own theories that there are factions and groups and subgroups that argue and fight about the same information that they came to that are then interpreted in different ways that then make different theories that have different outcomes that have different results that are led by different people it's so so much to actually be able to consolidate into a coherent episode uh without actually putting my whole focus into things (laughs) because again it's a lot It's, it's it's a whole lot um but Ultimately, the episodes that I want to do, or I should say the topics that I want to have episodes for in relation to conspiracy theories are a bit more on the, you know, the kind of looser sides of things, a bit more modern in a weird way. They kind of, like, they're technically internet theories um, in in a few different ways, but ultimately, I don't think that they have as big of a ramification to them that would cause, you know, crazy, you know, speculations or or crazy blowback or anything, because I I don't want to put too much focus onto those um, because I I don't, I don't want to give them, you know, I don't want to give them the energy, the time of day, honestly, uh, because they already get enough of it. And I don't know. It's just it, they're they're kind of boring, like right? Like like wouldn't you agree? Like people who are like actually into this, like ultimately, yeah, the well drawn out like New World Order stuff, like that's just so played out. This stuff with like nine eleven or the government, like they're always the same stuff, the same nonsense. And they're just rehashed or changed or, you know, drawn out. It's always the same theories. It's always the same people involved. It's always, you know, them, not us type stuff. And it's just, it's just boring. Like, it, it's, it's so boring at this point. Uh, because again, I'm coming from the, I'm coming from the mindset, an individual who enjoys this stuff, but is not a believer in any of this stuff. I do not believe in this stuff. I like to look into it. I like to learn about it. I like to, you know, learn new things and new stimulating things. And these just happen to be highly stimulating. And unfortunately, like, they're just boring. Like, a lot of this shit is just boring at this point. Like, Roswell cover-ups is boring. JFK stuff, that's boring. Like, it's the same stuff. It's been the same stuff for almost almost 100 years now like literally some of these are 80 years old like 90 years old like they're so old and so drawn out so played out people are presenting the same information just differently or they're having a new quote-unquote expert brought in who is like 30 years old who is you know born 50 years after this shit happened who now has new information from a new eyewitness or whatever and it's like come on like Either do some real, like, hardcore research into it or just, like, get over it. Like, the whole satanic panic shit that's drawn out, the chemtrails shit, oh my god, that's drawn out. And, 
like the nonsense government stuff such as like the covid or the 5g nonsense it's just like it's not it's just it's so boring so for for the three episodes that we're going to be doing throughout the uh you know the weekends of september they're going to be a bit more um not fun i don't i don't want to give the word fun as to uh conspiracy theories but they're a bit more either a not well known or b have a bit more of like a fresh look into things and just are ultimately like a new thing overall uh either a originating on the internet or b becoming more popular via the internet in more recent years um, i already have two lined up the third one i i'm still trying to narrow down which which topic i want to actually do uh, because the the ones i have in like it's just, they're they're very big uh all these are going to be big research episodes for me uh so we'll see how that goes and ultimately i know today was a kind of nonsense rambling episode that i am sure 80 percent of makes no sense whatsoever because there was no structure to things i did not i didn't even outline like what i wanted to ultimately talk about i literally just turned on the mic and started talking uh with the mindset of hey this is a this is an opener uh and i just kind of spoke completely freely as it probably shows uh, once i go away from my traditional outlines of having scripts and well-researched stuff i then kind of just deviate off and just ramble and talk about weird crap and just have no structure to it uh but ultimately i, I think that that's good to have every now and then uh, it's good to just kind of get it all out there speak purely you know off off the cuff off the top of your head uh because ultimately even though you know on retrospect you might not you know think that it's the best thing to have said in that given moment i think it ultimately is probably some of the purest stuff that you could probably say uh because again it's just free flow you're just whatever your brain is immediately thinking of and, and, and feeling in that moment is what you're saying. And those are my thoughts on conspiracy theories. And those are my thoughts on how people kind of fall into it, the types of people that fall into it, uh, what theories are today and kind of what they've always been uh, and how we here at Realm of Unknown we as in me and you guys the listeners because there is no other person behind the scenes here um we like as the little core group that we have are going to be tackling said theories um so stay tuned i I hope you guys uh are looking forward to it in some regards and if you don't and you're like oh i'm so tired of this like stop talking i don't want to listen to theories i don't want to do whatever nonsense you're doing uh i don't really care (laughs) um that's fine uh, we will be having normal uploads on Tuesdays for the Keystone Curiosity series. So if you do want to have a more traditional, you know, ghost story or weird creature or odd haunted location, uh, you can go over there and check it out. If you're not familiar or if you're new, the Keystone Curiosity series is a Tuesday upload of topics specifically located here in PA, the Keystone State. So yeah, I, I hope you guys are looking forward to that. September and the fall are shaping out to be a fairly interesting uh, season for me. So, you know, hopefully this momentum stays and we get a lot of good stuff going out there. And I uh, 
wanted to say thank you again for listening and actually sticking to this point because I know it's very long. It's hard to get through. But uh, if you have got here, uh, this is the manual shilling part of the episode because I like to put it at the very end rather than putting it at the very beginning, even though I probably should at the beginning because it's probably where most people hear it. But if you wish to support the show in any way, shape, or form, you could do so in a myriad of ways. Uh, the best way to do so, obviously, is either to help financially or by leaving a five-star review on whatever platform you listen to, whether it be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, GoodPod, wherever you go to that allows you to leave a review. And again, if you want to help out financially, you can do so by visiting our Patreon page. That's patreon.com forward slash slash realm of unknown where we have a one three and a five dollar tier list that gives you behind the scenes content bonus episodes that get uploaded fairly weekly after these main episodes on saturdays uh, as long as well as uh monthly polls uh, patreon exclusive participation stuff and being able to get access to some of the extra goodies that i have over there such as photos and audio recordings from investigations and haunted locations that i've been at <laughs> whether they're for a tour or for a paranormal investigation so if you want to check that out that's again at patreon.com forward slash realm of unknown with a one three and a five dollar tier list and if you just want to check us out and be part of the overall community or want to give some sort of feedback you can do so at our social medias that's twitter facebook instagram wherever uh it's pretty much everywhere as realm of unknown or you can send me an email at realm of unknown at gmail.com uh, so i look forward to any of that feedback that you guys might have but in the meantime i hope to you guys had <laughs> i can't speak i hope you guys had a great time and i hope to see you guys in the next episode but in the meantime remember to stay spooky Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you.